discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Now, if you, for whatever reason, have ever tried to maintain a frown while listening to a song crafted by Micah Tyler, well, you know this good man has a way of making tracks so full of joy they are downright effervescent. And now the hit maker behind Even Then, Different, and Never Been a Moment is back at it with his latest single, Amen, an album called New Today, available this Friday, April the 24th. The warmest of greetings to you, good sir. Welcome aboard. How is this day progressing for you, my friend? Ooh, you know, it's one of those, uh, slept in a bit, got up around like 9.15, 9.30, which is kind of nice, you yeah. know, but, but what am I getting up for? <laughs> we like, we got up, I, we were, uh, we kind of, I went and looked in the, in the pantries and realized that today's the day, today's the yeah. day that I step out and I show my family how much I love them. I went to Walmart today. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's the, the the you know battlefield earth here, and so I I took my little list in there, knew specifically what we needed. And it, it, I'm not going in there getting like luxury items or anything like you know a specific pop tart or or anything like just this is like milk and bread and eggs kind of a situation. Sure. We just want to kind of replenish, be on top of things. So knocked all that out, got back home, helped put up some groceries. Uh, uh, wrote a few thank you cards that I had for another thing and, and, and hopping on the phone with you. So, I mean, this is the busiest day that I've had in weeks. <laughs> it's <Can> getting packed. <laughs> I feel like I'm alive again. Can I just say, by the way, that your definition of luxury, a specific type of Pop-Tart, that is literally yeah. my definition of luxury. Thank you so much. Oh, God bless good. you for that. That's good. So just so we're clear, are you uh, – what, what's your Pop-Tart go-to? Okay, so there was a time, there was a time when I thought the exotic chocolate flavors were where it's at. Oh. But I always come back to brown sugar cinnamon because you can't improve on perfection. Oh, see, okay. And I'm, I'm assuming that you're going to throw that joker in the toaster. Actually, actually, no. I'll bet I can count. Isn't it cold? Well, yeah, I, I don't know why, but that's just how my heart uh. demands that it be. See, here's the deal. This is how it's, it's very much how the Lord takes uh, turns beauty from ashes. The problem is that you're not getting. I mean, you're getting something that's not anything extraordinary, but then you're taking the opportunity for it to become more. Like that's the thing. You've got just these these this coal in your hands waiting to burst into diamonds if you can just put a little heat on those things. Like don't 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 like brush them with butter and put them on a roast for like three fifty for a couple of minutes. Like that's just a toaster for two minutes. And and you've got yourself a real delicacy at that point. That, this, this is just me trying to impart some wisdom upon a friend here. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And you know what? It was so well said and so well articulated that I honestly will try next time. I promise. Well, to be fair, I've got a Pop-Tart blog, so I've got a couple of recipes on there you, can sh- you should check out. Are you serious right now? Is that true? <laughs> Listen, I'm just if this quarantine lasts much longer, that's the kind of stuff that I'm gonna start doing. <laughs> I'm gonna be the Pop Tart chef. It'll it'll list me as a pastry chef when you get there, it's just different ways to warm up a Pop Tart. 
But you know what? During these times, I guarantee you, I, I mean, I'm liable to become some sort of a, uh, probably get a Food Network deal on the other side of this or something. We'll see. I I'm just, everything's <laughs> up and down. <laughs> like, who knows? I told you before we started that, honestly, you got to turn down the level of mirth because I'm not going to be able to breathe for most of the conversation, but I promise I will do my best. I. Uh, <laughs> First of all, first of all, the serious side of this question, everybody in the Tyler family, safe, secure, healthy, and hearty, sir? Yes. Oh, yeah, we, we're, we're so grateful. We, we, everybody's been, everybody's good. Everybody's really hunkered down. We've, we've tried taking this whole thing very seriously, like on a serious note. We really have been trying to, you know, really not, not make a whole lot of contact with anyone. I, I've only left the house for like the essentials that we need to kind of pull back in and hunker down but yeah i mean like the blessing for us is we did just get through we moved into a house a week before the whole quarantine had happened so there were post-it notes on all of the cabinets and everything um and i was heading out on tour 10th avenue north and so i was i was run, i was out i was actually in washington state when three of the first counties in the u.s got shut down in washington mm, of course um, and our tour got canceled so i came home and so uh so luckily, we're, we're kind of in a place right now where I've got lots of things to be able to do around the house. I've hung so many curtains, you would not believe. I, I may have, <laughs> that's my side hustle when this is over with, is just hanging up towel racks and curtains when this is all over with. Um, but yeah, no, praise God, everybody's like healthy, safe, everything's good right now, and we're just trying to kind of keep it that way, do our part. Mm. Oh, that's great. Well, I couldn't help but think of this too, you know, probably the central piece of any game of Micah Tyler trivia is going to be your time that you spent in a truck delivering smoked meats across the state of yeah. Texas while you're working towards your music ministry dreams. I imagine that that's got to give you a special sort of appreciation for what truck drivers and folks in that industry are doing to really keep us running during this time. No, I, I honestly would not have imagined that, <laughs> that there'd be a time in my life where I start realizing like, okay, my job is not considered essential, but driving that truck is. That's right. But at the same time, I, I got to tell you, man, like that, it, it has given me a deep appreciation. I mean, these, these people, I, I've got friends of mine who work for Coca-Cola and different like, like drink companies and stuff. I've got friends who, we've got family members who work in grocery stores right now. And uh, I mean, the amount of, of work that they are putting in so that we could stay home, like it's, it. Listen, I am so grateful for doctors and nurses and all this kind of things because those are, those are, I mean, those are the ones who literally are keeping people alive yes. and, and being able to really be on the front lines at this. But the way that we, those people are there in case we need them. But what we for sure need is food and drink and medicine and those kind of things. And so the fact that there are people who are opening up these stores and keeping those things running, it's just, it's given me a deep appreciation for that. And, and I know that I've got a, I've got a, a backup job in case my job continues to be non-essential. I like can pick up the old keys and set the alarm and start driving sausage around South Texas. Oh, that's so true. That's so true. Well, we're talking with the effervescent hit maker behind Even Then, Different, and his latest hit, Amen, Mr. Micah Tyler. His new album, New Today, is available coming up Friday, April the 24th. And... You know, before we talk a little bit about the the new music, which is just tremendous. Congratulations once again, by oh, the way. Thanks, man. So grateful. We've we've worked hard on it. Well, and you can tell. I, I think it's I think it's one thing to face down challenges in tough times when we have a sense that there's a finish line. You know, yeah. uh, one of the things about this virus is we simply don't know when it's going to end, and there's a certain slog and. 
and like a joylessness that you can just detect among people. You are somebody who, who does such an incredible job of putting joy as the centerpiece of your work. How do you think we can remember and continue to sustain in that joy during a time like this? Well, I think, I think number one, it's important for us to remember that it is okay for us to feel these feelings. It is okay. Here's the deal. If we, we should not be naive people who just walk around thinking that we're going to be fine because God is in control. Now, here's mm. the deal. It isn't that it, God is 100% in control, but he's also given us as wisdom on how to protect ourselves, protect our family and do these things. But I think I'm always reminded back of the scripture that just you know, that talks about how like we don't, we don't hurt like people who have no hope. Like at the end of the day, if, if fear and if worry and stress and those kind of things kind of come upon us, we have to understand like it's okay for those things. Like we, it's expected for those things to come. But the fact is, what are we going to dwell on at the end of the day? Um, for for our family, golly, we've walked through a lot of things in the last couple of years between hurricanes and cancer. And like my brother had stage four colon cancer a couple of years ago, and we we battled that for a year. And praise God, he's made it on the other side of that whole thing. We lived in a little single wide mobile home trailer when a hurricane hit us and put 40 inches of rain on my house in just a few days. And we we had to recover from all that kind of thing. And, and those are those moments like we know what it's like to in the, in the last couple of years to kind of be in the trenches of those despairing times, those hurting times. But I think that if we always go back to the North star, that, that, that man, we have this solid rock in this foundation that is an okay place for us to go to in these times of struggles and troubles and, I love what First Peter five seven says, where it just says, "Cast all your cares upon Him because He cares for you." Like in the middle of this time, don't feel like that you have to hide any kind of fear that you have. Like express those to the people around you. But the most important person you can go to is Jesus, the one who knows the fears that are on you already, and know that He cares for you enough to say, "Give me all that stuff, man." Like pass all those things on, on to me. And so in the last couple of years, as we've been writing this record, like we've been trying so hard to jam as much hope as we can into these lyrics. And it feels kind of strange putting out an album in the middle of a global pandemic. I know that that was not something that, that I, was, I was planning on doing <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but man, what better time to, to bring people back to the hope of Jesus than in the middle of these times where we need the, the hope more than ever. And so that's, that's kind of my thing was like, I, at first I was kind of bummed out going like, oh man, we're, we're going to try to like, it feels kind of weird just like releasing an album in the middle of all this craziness going sure. on. But at the same time, and we've been crafting and writing and working on these songs for three years now. And the goal every single time is what can we do that points people back to Jesus? What can we do to lift Jesus up that he will draw all men to himself? And so, you know, uh, what I'm doing with my family and my home, looking in the eye and just talking to them and trying to figure out what's going on is the same thing we're going to do when we release music and the same thing we're going to do when things kind of get back to quote unquote normal, whatever that's going to be. And that is that we don't hurt like people who have no hope. Do you know you kind of have a way with words? Has anybody ever told you that? <laughs> Not my wife. <laughs> well, the I'll great... take it where I can get it. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, the great single, Amen, will be the track that so many of us know already from the new album. And yeah. I love the lyric there at its heart. Every day of my life, I want the world to see. I can't get over what you've done for me. And yeah. there is this sense of undefeatable wonder 
that that conveys, sir, that stays with us. What does that song and that lyric mean to you? Um, so that was one of the first songs that we wrote after my brother got to ring the bell as a cancer survivor. Um, and, I, and I think that what, what I, I go back to is you know, I, I try to always, all these songs, I try to start from Scripture. Like it may come from an idea or something like that, but man, if it doesn't line up with God's Word, like what are we doing with these songs? Like it's not worth passing on to anybody else. Um, and so I, I go back to Acts chapter 4, verse 20, whenever like the disciples are being like kind of pressured by the muscle of, you know, the, the, the places that they're living in, like the Pharisees and those kind of things. And they're basically like, hey, look, you're going to stay in trouble if you don't, like, we're going to need you to stop talking about these things, talking about Jesus and the way and that kind of thing. And they just responded with, how can we stop talking about him? Like, how, how can we stop talking about the things that we have seen and heard? And I've always been so inspired by that. And so when the guys that we were writing the song with kind of came with this idea, it automatically went to that place. And so we started leaning back, not not on the things that, that are right in front of us, but the things, that, the foundations that God has been putting in our hearts for a long time. And that is enough reason for me to keep lifting my head and shouting amen and saying, God, I trust you um, with today because you've been so faithful my entire life. Yeah. Well, Mr. Micah Tyler joins us today on the road for Faith Radio. He is the effervescent hitmaker behind Even Then, Different, and the latest song, Amen, we're talking about right now. The new album, New Today, is available Friday, April the 24th. When you listen to the song, Amen, it really is just the word is effervescent. I mean, you can start listening to that song with a frown on your face. And by the end of it, you just smile. I mean, and so much of your music has that ability to transform your outlook, to refresh your perspective. Obviously a big question, but but how on earth do you keep doing that? Well, you know, I've got two rules when it comes to writing songs. Rule number one is is what I've already kind of said, which is I want everything to line up with God's word. Like it has to. It, it is not... I kind of think about what are the things that I want to hand to my children, and I want to hand them hand them honest, good things. I don't want to hand them anything, give pass down anything to them that are hurtful or that are not true or that'll fall apart one day. I'd rather hand them things that are sustainable. And so, the Word of God is always going to be at the center of what I'm trying to do. So that's rule number one. And rule number two is, man, I want to write from a place that is honest. I want to write from a place that is that I have been able, in my point of view, to be able to experience. I can't write from your point of view. I don't know what it's like to live where you live. I can only write from the from this this angle that God has kind of been able to give to me and to my heart. Because I I never want to be in a situation where someone comes up to me after a show or someone shoots me a message on Facebook after hearing a song of mine on the radio or whatever and say, Hey, what did you mean by this lyric? And me not be able to point back to the scripture of where it came from and from the moment where God taught it to be real in my own heart, like the moment that he put it in my bones. And so, man, I think the reason why this song may kind of be packed with the kind of joy that it is, is number one, we base it on God's word, which is a joyful reminder for our hearts every day. But also because, man, I wrote this whenever we were celebrating the fact that my brother was supposed to be dead, but now he's alive, that our house that had been completely rocked, and we had to replace four rooms, the floors and the walls, and four of the rooms in our little mobile home, um, to try to get things back to normal, that we were in the midst, just the craziest from that, that storm that kind of came through. 
um, we had just put everything back together. And so, man, that was just an honest expression. Like, I don't know if you could hear it, but I was smiling the whole time I was singing that song because like mm-hmm. the words of that were such an honest uh, point of view that we were in that in that moment that we trusted fully in what we were singing and believing. And so it challenges me when I go back and sing those songs at different places. God, would you prepare my heart to be able to have the joy that we're trying to pass on to other people? Is it ever a tough decision to let people that far into your life and to be that authentic? Or is it just, is it just who you are? Does it just sort of pour out of who you are? I love people. Now, now, what people don't realize is, and this is a, this, I, most people don't believe me when I tell them this. I am naturally introverted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. I, I am. I am. I love. Like, here's the deal. Like, I, we are praying fervently every day for this virus to be knocked out. But I got to tell you, being at home with my family and us just being able to sit around a table together, and and for me to have the comfort of just being in my home. Pajamas excluded, <laughs> but just being able to, it's such a, it's such a gift for us right now. But I got to tell you, man, when I get my natural tendency is to trust and love the people that are in front of me. And so that's the reason why every show that I play, I, I'm out there at the merch table during or after the show. Um, cause I want to meet people. Like I want to say, thank you for coming out to a show. It makes me nervous sometimes to do that. But at the same time, like that's, that's what we're, you know, my my job on this earth is not just to sing good things. My job is to, I love that someone gave me a quote a long time ago that I've just, I've tried to live by as much as I can, which is we'll never stand before God and him say, well done, that good and successful musician. <laughs> like our job is to be a faithful servant. You know, wow. it's not well done, that good and successful podcast and radio host. Well done, that good and successful teacher or homemaker or or whatever that is like our job every single one of us the great equalizer in this whole thing is that our job is to be a faithful servant and if we point ourselves to jesus it says the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many so on those days where i feel my introversion just rising up but i know that there are people who need to hear about jesus i try my absolute best and i fail sometimes for sure but I try my best to be able to go out and know that this life is not even my own to be able to live, that I would like to give of myself in whatever way that I can um, to be the best husband, father, and servant of Jesus as I possibly can. Wow, that's that's a great word. Thank you so much for that, my friend. Wow. Amen. Well, love lifted me up is another great track on this. It's an anthem that feels a lot like a joy-filled modern hymn where you declare love lifted me up and I'm never coming back down. Take us a little bit on the track to this one. So, (laughs) so this, this song actually happened um, for the first time. I've I've gotten to know Matthew West a little bit over the last few years and he has always been so kind to me. He's a guy who I look up to because I feel like a lot of the things that I do on a stage is, is, is kind of, he's one of those guys who I look up to because I think we kind of do a similar thing, which is, he can get through with an acoustic guitar and just try his best to go to serve a room or if it's a full band thing, and he's making jokes and telling stories. And that's kind of where I live too. So I've always like really tried that. Like I, I'm trying to learn from Matthew wherever I can. Um, and, and it was super sweet. He, he reached out and we decided to write together. And so we wrote a couple of songs one day. Well, at the very end of this other day of writing a song, um, my brain was just gone. <laughs> Like, like completely, like I had nothing to offer. And these two other guys, it's Matthew and a guy named Colby Wedgworth, who produced half the songs on the new album, 
we're all sitting in this room and uh and they start writing this this idea of love lifted me up and i loved it so much and my brain is just dead like i have nothing to offer and i'm i'm going like oh my god like i'm it's just embarrassing i feel like i can't add anything to the conversation and they're kind of writing some things and putting some stuff together and i'm going oh my so i start asking like can i get you guys some water or something <laughs> like i just want to be of service to the room in one way or another and i remember we we were getting cut short because i had to fly home so we ended the session that day and we had like half of this this chorus and it was just love lifted me up and it was just, i thought we kind of had and stuff and anyways i just felt so defeated so i went home for the next two weeks, I sang that song to myself in the car, in the uh, just around the house, and, and in the shower. And so, no lie, I'm, two weeks later, I'm in my shower and I'm singing, "Love lifting me up, love lifting me up, love lifting me up." And I said, "And I'm never coming back down." And I went, "Oh!" And I like. I just, <laughs> Jumped out of my shower, almost broke my neck, <laughs> recorded so quickly, like, they're never coming back down. And I kind of wrote a little couple things to it. And I shot this thing over to Matthew and Colby, and they were like, that's it. That's what we're supposed to do. And I felt so vindicated. Uh. It took me two weeks to come up with something. And so the next time I went to Nashville, we all sat together in a room and wrote one of my favorite songs on the album. It is just joy personified. I mean, the lyric is so, so... Uh, uh, honest and like I said, lifts up scripture. Really points back to like you know God is God brings us to places that we could not get on our own, and He loves us enough to hold us in those places and hold all things together. Um, and another fun thing about it is we got to have the choir on there. Like this album is kind of we, we tried to really kind of focus on like some of the inspirations and some of the things that really affected me growing up. And man, I love soul music so much mm -hmm. and so we ended up tapping into that with some of the instrumentalists but a choir was one of the big things that i wanted because i listened to a lot of ray charles and stevie wonder and all these just incredible vocals growing up and they had incredible backup singers so we had a team of four people that came in and you would think that there's fifty thousand people in the room but it's just these four people who are just doubling their parts and stuff <laughs> um me and Matthew recorded our parts at first and we were like yeah replace all those <laughs> they're, they're nothing compared to what these guys are doing. And so it's just, like I said, it's huge, it's big, it's anthemic, and it just feels so good. But but the big, the best feeling about it is that, man, it's all true, that God is, br brings us to these places that we can grow closer to him, and he loves us enough to keep us there and walk us through, you know, through the tough seasons while still keeping our heart in that same spot. Well, what a special conversation this has been with our pal Micah Tyler. Our time already gone, just a couple of minutes left, but this good man, the effervescent hit maker behind Even Then, Different, the latest hit called Amen, the new album, new today, coming on Friday, April the 24th. Before we say anything further, if people do want to connect with you, stay up to date with all the new music, all the new updates, and of course, as they have been able to to obtain the fact that you're a really funny guy and you tell a lot of funny stories. Where, where's the place to go, sir? Uh, man, I, I mean, I, I would say Instagram is a real quick way at Micah Tyler music, social media stuff. Um, I've got a Facebook page. I think it's official Micah Tyler, but if you type it in, it's the, it's, it's my face on there. You'll see it. Um, Twitter is at Micah Tyler music. I don't use it very often, but I'm on there sometimes. I like to be able to post some serious encouraging things, but sometimes like yesterday, I just post that we're at the point in the quarantine where I got on Amazon a few months ago and I forgot that I had them. I just found them, but I got a bunch of temporary tattoos. <laughs> 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 we just, our whole family got tatted up yesterday. <laughs> so, 
my youngest has this giant wolf head on his chest, which is he's a six year old, <laughs> and he is just howling around his house, which has been the best thing in the whole world. You know, I realize this is a a really unusual question to ask as a final question, but you said something before we <laughs> you said something before we turned on the microphones here, which was <laughs> I believe you said to me that you're afraid of farm fowl because you can't okay. see the whites of their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the situation. I live in Buna, Texas. So this is not a popular opinion around here, but when it comes to barnyard fowl, like, like we're talking chicken ducks, those kinds yeah. of things. Yes, sir. Number one, a chicken has multiple weapons attached to their feet and their face. <laughs> that's, that's the first thing that we're looking at here. I mean, let's just we're going to be honest. Like the difference between it killing a, you know, a mouse or something like that in a cage and like somehow getting into my flesh or, or it's a very quick, very small line between the two of those things. Number two, I do, I, I, there's something about their eyes being on the sides of their head and, and me not being able to look into both eyes at the same time. And they have no white, so I can't tell which direction they're looking in. So I don't trust them at all. Um, and, and yeah, they make me a little nervous to be around. I, I feel like that I could, I mean, I can walk by, you know, I can walk by one, but if one starts chasing me down, you will never see me run faster in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) And is that, is that a recurring theme? Are you often chased by chickens? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Because if if there's any chickens listening, the last thing I need to do is (laughs) give them any of my tips. Our pal, Mr. Micah Tyler. The new album, once again, is called Do Today, Friday, April the 24th, available wherever fine music is sold or streamed. Brother, what an absolute treat to have you here today. Thank you so much. My joy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com.